Hello, welcome back to Dream Space. My name is Kara Dillon, and this week we have a guest, our first guest of season two, and I, I couldn't be more excited to bring on not only possibly my most loyal listener, but just such an insightful and amazing friend. Join Anna and I as we discuss her transition from being a dancer to being a university student. We talk about how that shift in her life affected her day-to-day routine. We dive into being productive, our sleeping patterns, motivation. It's all to come. It was a great episode and I hope you enjoy. Hi, Anna. Hey, Kira. How are you doing? How's your week been? Yeah, it's been okay. I've just been working a lot, so I haven't gotten up to too much, but yeah, it's been good. How about you? It's been all right. We were talking about it before we started recording. Like I've been up, like up to absolutely nothing, but it's been okay. It's fine. <laughs> We've been hanging out. Well, I kind of just want to dive straight into it and talk about what I think is so cool about you. And it's kind of your transition from being a dance to a university student. Mm-hmm. And I think you said this briefly and I'll let you explain more, but there's not a lot of content out there that kind of, um, shows this transition that a lot of people go through Mm -hmm. and I think it's definitely a major shift in people's life and and yeah I'm really curious to hear more about your story and to share it so I guess before we talk about kind of after dance and that transition I want to hear a little bit about what dance was like for you how did you get into dance um and yeah what the level of dance you were doing because it was quite intense like you weren't just dancing once a week like you were doing quite a bit so what was Mm -hmm. that like yeah, it was interesting. Um, <laughs> uh, I joined dance when I was nine, so a bit later than when most dancers start their little career, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I started at like a small studio for a little bit, and then I joined VAB, um, and I sort of made my way um, up the ranks in their programs from just like a general program student to um, the PTP program with Kira. And mm-hmm. I did that for a while. And then I did one year of um, the bridge program, mm-hmm. which is like a post-secondary program. If any of you listeners don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it was interesting trying to balance everything. I felt like overall, um, like I was able to maintain a social life, but it was really just with the people at the studio, which I didn't mm-hmm. mind. Mm-hmm. Um, cause it just gave me time to just focus on school when I was in school. Um, but yeah, I think when I go into things, I really like to go all in. Um, mm-hmm. so I liked that, uh, there were options for that at the studio and stuff. Um, especially with the, the PTP program and bridge program, mm-hmm. um, with them being so intense. But, did yeah. you throughout your dancing then, did you always kind of prioritize that academic side of it as well though with your high school like did you you because I know some people will choose to maybe do school online or they'll choose to do less classes I remember from being in PTP with you that it was like you were still doing like full like intense heavy course load was that something that was always important for you was balancing to make making sure you're getting your high school kind of courses alongside Mm -hmm. the intensity of dance Yeah, well, I sort of knew that um, at some point in my life, I'd want to go to university. um, Mm -hmm. And I had some ideas of what majors I'd want to pursue, or just like what areas of study I'd be interested in. So I did try and plan my um, prereqs accordingly in high school. 
But I don't know. I feel like a lot of people when I was in PTP perceived me as a super academic person, Mm -hmm. but I really didn't feel that way. Oh, Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was. That's, I'm learning something new. Yeah, Yeah. I was just so busy with um, classes at dance and everything that when I would get home, I was just like exhausted, especially Mm -hmm. in the last couple of years of high school. I felt like I really didn't have time to do my Mm -hmm. schoolwork, especially Mm -hmm. because I was doing courses like pre-calc 12, chem 12. um, So like a lot of more heavier courses. Mm -hmm. Um, But I did try and just like do my best that I could. And when I was in school, I was focusing on school. Um, I didn't have like a ton of friends in high school, but I didn't also really try and pursue that many friendships. So it's like, it is what it is. So during lunchtime, I would, I would try and like do my schoolwork and stuff. Cause I knew I'd be tired at the end of the day, but overall yeah. I'd say the amount that I focus on school now is like extreme compared to what I did yeah. throughout like middle school and high school. Yeah. Yeah. So fast forward to that kind of your first year of bridge. And obviously mm-hmm. um, if we, if we think about it, I guess if I get this right, was that during COVID or no, it was halfway through COVID what was yeah i i started the program in the fall of 2019 mm-hmm. um so i had nearly a full year um that was normal and not mm-hmm. impacted by um covid cuz we had obviously um like the summer intensive beforehand which sort okay, of is yeah. the thing that kicks off the year mm-hmm. um but yeah starting at spring break is when obviously yeah. um things shifted for everyone yeah um so so yeah. when you went into that summer intensive of, I guess, 2019 summer. Um, did you kind of, did you go into it thinking this might be my last year of dance? Or were you thinking of pursuing kind of all of bridge? Like what was that kind of realization? Maybe it happened over a longer period of time, but those thoughts of kind of hmm, like, maybe I'm interested in stepping away from dance. Um, or maybe that thought didn't come until we were in lockdown. Mm-hmm. I think... My memory is like a little fuzzy because it was a while ago. No, it's but... so long ago. When you said 2019, I was like, really? 2019? Like yeah, that feels yeah. so yeah, it yeah. feels like it it feels like it was a while ago, but I think I was second guessing um joining Bridge in the summer of 2019. I think I I gave some pretty late notice that I wanted to join. Um yeah. and it was just I think the main reason at that point for me, um, or at least the reason that I had accepted was that um, I was going to have to like fully um, financially support myself on mm-hmm. throughout my time in bridge and pay for like tuition, costumes, point mm-hmm. shoes, travel, um, all of that on my own. And that was like a pretty big um shift for me because before that I was just in high school it was actually like my first job I got right after I graduated high school so I was sort of new to the whole thing and Mm -hmm. was pretty intimidated by it um and I also knew that if I were to pursue bridge and graduate if I wanted to go on to some sort of career in dance um I would have to pay for that myself as well in terms of you know obviously Um, if you're in dance, you know, that, um, right when you graduate from a post-secondary program, it's unlikely that you're going to be paid straight away. Mm -hmm. Um, so I knew that 
there was a, a long road ahead of me of having to financially support myself. And I was obviously, as I've said, a little scared by that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I, I was sort of hesitant, but then once I did join bridge, I was pretty set on it and mm-hmm. excited to sort of see how I change over the couple of years that I'd be in the program. Um, but then I'd say the thing that started to like make me think that I might want to quit was I was just so tired every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like just cause I would go to dance for, from nine to five pretty much, mm-hmm. and then go to work for like four and a half hours and then go home. And then, um, I've mentioned this to Kira before, but I feel like I really struggled with, I think it's called revenge procrastination or something where if you Mm -hmm. feel like you don't have control over your time throughout the day then at the end of the day when you get home you'll you'll do things for a lot longer into the evening than you should Mm -hmm. so I would be on my phone for a long time and stuff and get kind of sleepy um but I'd stay (laughs) up yeah yeah (laughs) because I I wanted to feel that sense of control Mm -hmm. so I was overall just kind of tired all the time and I didn't feel like I had energy for a lot of my classes. Um, and I'll just say one more thing that was sort of like an overall throughout the year Mm -hmm. thing for me was just, I think, um, I sort of realized when I was in bridge that I was um, much more interested in contemporary rather than ballet, um, and having bridge be so focused, or at least at the time, so focused Mm -hmm. on ballet was maybe, not made it not the right program for me Mm because I felt energized when going into contemporary but immediately tired walking into the room for ballet class yeah 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 I think think, yeah well I think that has a big component to it like I think if you start to feel more tired like if it's not giving you energy whatever it is whatever passion it is then yeah it's going to get harder and harder to like walk into the room and to keep pursuing it and to keep doing it and so I feel like it definitely now it's like jogging memory now I remember yeah in 2018 you kind of briefly talking about like oh I don't know I don't know and then choosing to do bridge giving it a shot um and then obviously you decided that this wasn't for you and you're gonna step out of it um what was what was that kind of transition like because it was I guess around the summertime was it Mm -hmm. did you have to kind of fully take your take yourself out of dance or did you because like you're saying you were enjoying the contemporary it wasn't like you fully Mm -hmm. all of a sudden like oh I hate dance I like Mm -hmm. I'm gonna step away from it like you still have a love for it I'm assuming Mm -hmm. um and you you maybe you still have a passion for it but deciding to stop dance when you were so committed to it what was that kind of period of time like that first few months coming out of dance what was that like Mm-hmm. I'd say in terms of leaving contemporary, I did find it um, a little frustrating mm-hmm. um, because as I've mentioned, I knew that I would need to pay for rent and pay mm-hmm. for whatever program I wanted to do. So, and that was just like too much for me personally to like have the thought of having debt at, um, I think I would have been like 18 or 19 years old, having already like a ton of debt. Um, like I, I just really didn't like the idea of that. So I sort of knew that when leaving bridge, that was sort of the end of my, my dance career. Mm -hmm. Um, because there aren't really any other 
to my knowledge, serious programs in Victoria for mm-hmm. contemporary at a post-secondary level. No, you'd um, have to go are, to like Vancouver and then that yeah. would just cost so much money. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I sort of knew that I had to let it go, which was sad, but mm-hmm. um, what I tried to do, uh, oh, but I'll just say I, I really didn't miss ballet. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> But anyways, um, yeah, I tried to just separate myself from dance as much as possible. Like I Mm -hmm. unfollowed all the Instagram accounts that I was following other than a couple contemporary ones. Um, and I didn't want to take any classes. Um, Mm -hmm. I had like, someone had mentioned to me that maybe like, if I was interested, I could do like a couple contemporary classes throughout Mm -hmm. summer, but I felt like it was important for me to find myself completely separate from dance, um, Mm -hmm. which felt right to me, but I wouldn't say it's for everyone. Like Mm -hmm. it, it might be considered to be unhealthy. Like you can still appreciate a side of you and, and recognize that it might be like a little lesser than now than it was before, but you can still live with it. Mm -hmm. Um, if that makes sense. <laughs> no, that makes sense. I like, did you ever have moments of like, because obviously a big part of um, contemporary for those that aren't dancers is called it's improv. Would you, would you catch yourself like having moments of wanting to do improv or wanting to dance at all? Like mm-hmm. was there, um, I mean, you kind of briefly spoke on this that you did have to kind of take yourself completely out of it. But was there a moment of kind of, I don't know if regret is the right word because that's so intense. But like, mm-hmm. did you have moments of kind of like, oh, maybe I want to step back into the studio. So I was really lucky in the sense that when I quit, it was a very unusual time and Mm -hmm. everyone was out of the studio because of COVID and doing classes on zoom. Mm -hmm. And I knew I definitely didn't want to be doing that. Oh, zoom. (laughs) Especially horrible. Yeah. Yeah. That was horrible. (laughs) Yeah. Especially because I, I really didn't have, um, a good space in my home for it, Mm -hmm. um, to really move freely. So I just found it like really frustrating. So Mm -hmm. for me personally, it was pretty easy to like not have regret about that. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, like I find, I think the sort of music I listen to on just a day-to-day basis is pretty, like contemporary class mm-hmm. sort of music. I love your music I always yeah. I get all my music recommendations from you like on your little insta stories I'm always yeah. like oh I'm gonna take that song <laughs> yeah yeah so um I like it too but anyways um so yeah like I guess I do improv from time to time like mm-hmm. even still today mm-hmm. but I don't really think to myself oh, I'm going to do improv now for 30 minutes. It's just kind of like happens if there's like a part in a song I really like, like maybe I'll do a little jig, you know? But Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I did. Yeah, I think I really tried to separate myself from it for a bit because I think the first, um, like I quit dance officially in June of 2020. Mm -hmm. And then I don't think I ever did a full improv session until January of 2021 like I remember yeah I recorded it on like my snap mems or something so Mm -hmm. I sort of have like I can look at it if I want to but um yeah so I really did try and just figure out who I was separate from dance before bringing it back into the picture Mm -hmm. I really like that I think that's really important like you said um it it will be different for everyone but I think Mm -hmm. being able to recognize in yourself that you know what I need to figure out who I am without dance 
what, mm-hmm. um, kind of what I want to do next before kind of, cause otherwise I feel like you're kind of like trying to balance two things of like, Oh, like I'm kind of left. Oh, I mm-hmm. haven't quite left. And I kind of want to talk about, you had a pretty clear idea of what you wanted to do next. Correct me mm-hmm. if I'm wrong, but you kind of knew you kind of wanted to go to university. Mm-hmm. Um, did you have an idea of what you wanted to study and, and, um, or no, you didn't. Am I completely I, wrong? I didn't really have an idea. Like, so for the longest time, I was set on being a physiotherapist. See, I, re- yeah, I remember yeah. that. I remember those days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was really set on that, um, I think, for probably like seven years or something. Um, and then I knew the next logical step for me would be going to university um, because I really like um, the idea of having a lot of knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um I think this, this stems from an insecurity of mine, but I I used to always just feel so dumb and um, I always just wanted to have a lot of knowledge to feel for once Mm -hmm. that I was intelligent. Um, That's so crazy because you're literally probably like the smartest friend I have. I mean, no offense to any other friends listening to this, but like genuinely like, anyways, keep talking. One one of them, but yeah. Yeah. So anyways, I, I, I really like sharing fun facts with people and mm-hmm. learning things. And I don't like testing. Like <laughs> I don't like that aspect of school, mm-hmm. but I, I really like having a lot of knowledge. So um, I did find the idea of university appealing. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, basically I started my degree just as a undeclared science major, I think. Um, and I just did sort of a variety of courses in my first semester to get a feel for, um, what I found to be most interesting. Um, and during that time I took, I think, uh, like an academic writing course, a computer science course, a bio, like cell bio course, and, um, just like a basic psychology for first year course. And I mm-hmm. did find, I think the psychology one, the most interesting, and then next up would have been bio. Mm -hmm. Um, So I sort of moved my degree in that direction. Whoa. What was that like, like picking those courses and maybe for someone listening that's in this position now of deciding to stopping dance and wanting to go to university, um, Mm -hmm. how much did that like academic mind like shift? Like, I'm just like, I personally couldn't imagine like right now having to look at a computer and like pick all of a sudden these university courses. Like yeah. what, what was that like for you? Mm-hmm. I think for a lot of, um, so excuse my lingo that I'm going to use here. Cause I remember before I joined university, I found a lot of these terms confusing, like undergraduate, what's that graduate, mm-hmm. what's that faculties? Like they yeah. all really confused me, but I think with within each faculty, there's like the faculty of science, faculty of social science. I think you can start at a lot of universities with like an undeclared major in that faculty. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is easier to sort of narrow your search of courses from just picking a faculty to be in. Mm-hmm. And you can change faculties. Like I ended up going into faculty of social science. So it's, it's mm-hmm. very it's, it's free flowing mm-hmm. <laughs> for the most part, but um yeah. So I think just, it was overwhelming. Um, but now that I think about it, I think I, I was planning on doing a biology and psychology major. Um, mm-hmm. so I was sort of picking my courses, pick, picking my courses according to that. Cause I did know that I had to have, uh, 
a course in computer science. And I did know that I had to take this bio course, but there was still a bit of flexibility in what I could take. Like I could pick my computer science course, for Mm -hmm. example. Mm -hmm. So I tried to pick the one that sounded like the most interesting, but also one that was going to be like a little easier. It was actually one of the hardest ones because the problem (laughs) was kind of iffy, not the best, but um, yeah, I tried to just pick things that I thought might be interesting because um, I think that's like really important, especially in university. If you don't find a course interesting, it's going to be way harder to work through it. So Mm -hmm. yeah. And did you enjoy it? Did you enjoy that kind of like being a little bit of like a university student, the academic, or was it hard? Like, or maybe it was a bit of both. Mm -hmm. I found um, it was exciting. Mm -hmm. I've mentioned earlier in this podcast that I'm a pretty all-in person. So Mm -hmm. once I decided I was going to university, I was like, oh, student life, that's my personality now. (laughs) So um, I got like really in it. um, And yeah, just spent basically all my time on my schoolwork. Um, it was I, yeah. still like online learning. So it, I found it difficult to separate myself from school because I was just doing school in my room, which I still do. But um, yeah, I think like I was a little unhealthy with it at first, mm. um, maybe still am <laughs> with how much <laughs> I, I focus on school. Um but yeah, I think overall it was fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't I, have, I have much yeah. to say about it, but I remember like watching like your like little Insta stories and Snapchat stories of you um like um sharing your little study, like your calendar or like mm-hmm. all those little things and thinking, wow, Anna really seems in her element. Like she really mm-hmm. seems like she's enjoying it. And it was really nice to see because I feel like some people um coming out of dance, it could be really diff I mean, I'm sure it was like difficult for you, but but it was nice to see that you're able to put your energy and get passionate about something else like quite quickly after. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that was yeah. really nice to see. Yeah. I would say one thing that was scary and overwhelming for me was um, like the exams that I knew I'd have to write. Yeah. Cause that's um, so different from dance, isn't it's, it? Yeah. It's really different from dance. And to be honest, I don't know how I got the grades I got in high school, but I, barely studied for exams Mm, mm -hmm. (laughs) so I I really didn't know how to study for them and I don't think I I learned how to until maybe honestly October November of last year Mm -hmm. um so I was I was really overwhelmed by that um but with time I got in the groove and I figured out what I needed to do to learn what I needed to learn. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think you just need to accept that it's not going to go perfectly from the get-go and it won't ever go perfectly, but it will get better. So yeah. Yeah. I have one more question about the dance and then I want to dive into like our routines and talking a bit Mm -hmm. about that, Mm -hmm. but I'm curious, was there anything you were able to take from that time you had in bridge into your university life or even just like dance in general was there any mm-hmm. like did you find um any similarities because obviously there's very clear differences but yeah were you able to kind of take something from your your dancer self mm-hmm. I'd say um for one this mm-hmm. is kind of a shallow statement but um I think through dance I gained like an appreciation for like 
um, visuals. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I think I'm pretty good at making um, presentation slides now and making them visually appealing. Um, But that's like a very surface level thing. Well, no, but you have that creative side to you. Yeah. Adds a little bit of a flair because you can Mm -hmm, also. Yeah, Yeah, because PowerPoint slides can be pretty boring and a lot of university students see probably like 150 at least slides a day. So Mm -hmm. if you can make them interesting, that's always good. But I'd say the main thing that's transferred from dance to school for me has been just um, my overall work ethic and Mm -hmm. ability to really focus and, and do something to the best of my ability. Mm-hmm. So I'd say that's the main thing that's transferred for me. I love it. Yeah. I am. Um, I want to kind of segue now into talking about routines and kind of productivity because your like level of motivation and mm-hmm. what comes across like your, pro- your productivity and um, just kind of your routine in general, like I love, and I always feel so inspired after we like have our little conversations and mm-hmm. and so I kind of yeah I want to get into it on here and so I think I just want to start by asking you like what is kind of your routine let's give us a little rundown of like I guess kind of routine when you're in school and oh, then man. I'm just kind of because I feel like we need to give a little bit of a background before we dive yeah. into it so give a little background to the listeners of kind of what your I guess a combination of what your ideal routine is, but also kind of what your, realistically your routine is because okay. I think, because they can look different, can't they? Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, give us a little background knowledge before we start asking questions. Okay. <laughs> so I'd say firstly, um, I think basically everyone's the same in this sense that when they are starting a new year or mm-hmm. they're going back to school, they think of, you know, all these great ways that they can improve their life and Mm -hmm. make them more productive and have more success and stuff. And I'm, I'm really guilty of that. So Mm. I've planned out my ideal and I'll start with this. I've planned out my ideal routine for Mm -hmm. this semester. Mm -hmm. I love it. I also have it printed and it's posted on my cork board sitting next to me, but I won't, I won't show that. (laughs) As as you should, as you should. (laughs) Um, but basically my ideal routine and the routine I'm going to try and keep up with um, this semester, I probably won't watch me not within the first two <laughs> hey, days. You never know. You got to give yourself a little bit of yeah. credit here. Yeah, let's manifest it. So mm-hmm. I'll wake up at 5.30 a.m., which I have been for the past five days. So That's very on the impressive. Right track. I'll wake up at 5.30, have my morning coffee when reviewing my flashcards online love it that I made the night before and then I will go either for a little walk outside or mm-hmm. a brief run mm-hmm. and then I'll you know get ready and go to class but I don't know if this is going to work out because all my classes this semester start at 8 30 a.m oh crazy. So, That's crazy. <laughs> I might have to switch yeah yeah I might have to switch my physical activity into the evening (laughs) like an evening walk an evening yeah yeah and I should have prefaced it with this but um basically I've learned from the past couple semesters that Mm -hmm. once I've attended like three lectures in a day and I go home I don't feel like doing anything so 
I think it's, that's why I want to wake up earlier is Mm -hmm. I want to be able to do schoolwork before going to school so that I don't need to worry about doing a ton of schoolwork when I get home. Is that Um, kind of what is going to keep your routine? Do you think kind of, um, like sustainable almost and like not cause burnout is like focusing maybe on doing more in the morning because you know in the evening yeah you'll just be tired is that kind of yeah I think it's also sort of a measure I'm taking to um reduce the level of procrastination yeah yeah um because I wouldn't say so I was really bad at procrastination when I was or I guess really good at it (laughs) when I was in high school (laughs) I I put so much stuff off for school because I was just so busy all the time, but, mm-hmm. um, I still am somehow I'm, I don't do that because I guess I'm so worried about my grades on my transcript that it just scares me enough to do the work as do soon as work. possible. Yeah, yeah. Um, but one way that I do procrastinate is I push my work throughout the day into the evenings and I'm like, Oh, I could do it later. I'll be up to 1130. That's okay. Um, but I think if I do enough work earlier in the day, then I won't have as much to do later. And then the thought of doing that work won't be as overwhelming because I won't have as much left. Mm-hmm. And then hopefully that'll make me do it earlier in the day, but we'll see. I'll also be tired earlier in the day. Mm-hmm. I'll be tired. Like I I am, have been noticing the past couple of days that I start yawning at like 5.30 PM. Well, I, to be honest, like I'm like, when I wake up early, like around 5.36 for dance, mm-hmm. it's the same. Like you get around to like 7 PM and I'm like, okay, I'm ready to go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I don't, like, I think your day does shift when you wake up earlier, which like makes sense, obviously, because mm-hmm. you're waking up earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, that makes complete sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I like you are also, you wake up earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if you feel the same about this, but I feel like I might not be a total morning person. Like I really struggle. Mm-hmm. I'll wake up at five 30, but I can't get out of bed right away. So that's mm-hmm. something I need to work on. <laughs> yeah. Like right now, I think, especially cause I don't have much to do. Like I'll wake up at five 30, lay in my bed yeah. for like half an hour to an hour. <laughs> my sleep, like is it sleep schedule sleep pattern yeah. sleep pattern yeah, um sleep is, pattern, yeah it's so off right now because I to be honest I am a morning person I love the mornings mm-hmm. but when you're doing nothing all day like I've ca- I'm catching myself kind of like what you're saying like almost going on my phone in the evenings mm-hmm. and then staring at my phone just like keep gets my mind going so then I can't mm-hmm. really fall asleep so I'm going to sleep later I'm waking up to me this is quite late but like I'm waking up around like eight o'clock and like that's like quite a lion for me but it's becoming like very like consistent and I'm a bit concerned for when the years I mean I'm gonna experience like um jet lag and like time zone change yeah. and things but like yeah I'm a bit concerned for like having to wake up early now I need to like start shifting it I think a bit are, are you gonna go like are you going to lose time or gain time when you fly over? Oh God, I'm going to get this wrong. I think I gain time. I think we're eight hours behind. So I think when I go over and I have a week before I actually start um, my program. So in mm. that week, I'm going to like create my little like, adjust. Yeah. yeah. Adjust. But it is interesting yeah. how much like your sleep can affect also just like your productivity in general. Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. I'm curious, like what's your kind of, your well, motivation to keep your to keep this routine that you're you can keep explaining it and mm-hmm. but yeah what's your motivation to keeping it and you mentioned grades quickly and I'm curious like 
is that is that a big motivating factor Mm -hmm. or yeah it is (laughs) yeah no I like the honesty Oh, I'd say waking up at 5.30, one other thing that I find appealing about it is Mm -hmm. um, I have occasionally in previous semesters woken up earlier on some days, but not all days if I have Mm -hmm. a lot to do um, or if I have like usually if I have an exam that day, I'll wake up at 5.30, one, Mm -hmm. because I'm struggling with sleep and two, because if I have more time in the day to review, I feel like less overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I say when I, when I wake up earlier and do stuff in the morning, I feel just like this sounds silly, but on top of the world, like, I feel like I can tackle my day way mm-hmm. better than I would if I woke up at like say 9am or something, mm-hmm. which won't happen. Cause I have my classes so early <laughs> this semester, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'd say it just makes me feel really good. This is quite like a, you said yourself, exactly. you're going to see how long you can um, keep it going. So what's, yeah. yeah, what's that motivating factor? I'd say, um, well, one of them is I'm really trying to work on reducing my anxiety because I mm-hmm. do have pretty severe grade anxiety mm-hmm. <laughs> and exam anxiety and stuff. Um, but I, I like to think to myself and I'm hoping to be able to like, keep telling myself this throughout the semester that if I am waking up in the morning and doing my flashcards every morning for, it's just going to be like 30 to 45 minutes. But if I'm Mm -hmm. doing that every single day, I can go into an exam and say, Anna, like you don't know nothing. Like you have Mm -hmm. to know something if you're spending that much time every day reviewing Mm -hmm. your flashcards. You're you're giving yourself that confidence for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think if I'm doing it every day, eventually it'll become a bit of a habit. Mm -hmm. um, And then it'll just sort of feel like, oh, I have my morning coffee and I get Mm -hmm. to do my flashcards, which I'm pretty familiar with. So it shouldn't be that hard. And I think overall, it'll just be a bit less of a daunting task. So I Mm -hmm. think um, having it potentially like waking up that early, having it reduce my anxiety is a motivating factor. And I also know, like, I don't think I could do better in school, but I'll probably maintain my grades if I Mm -hmm. do that sort of review every day. Um, It's kind of, we've briefly talked about this, I think. But it's like turning those habits into almost like rituals as well, mm-hmm. like just making it something that's like you enjoy doing and it's a part of your day. It's not something that you need to do, but it's something that you kind of want to do. I mean, obviously, it's a bit of both because I'm sure you'll wake up some mornings being like, oh, I really don't want to review cards. Mm-hmm. But then it's, yeah, it's thinking about the bigger picture of like, no, this is going to give me confidence in the long run. And mm-hmm. yeah, maybe approaching it, like I said, like with this kind of I want to do this and not necessarily mm-hmm. like I have to do this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I am trying to make, make it as fun as possible. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> there, I use like an online software for my flashcards called Anki. Um, for any students out there, highly recommend it. I just used Quizlet. I was boring. Oh, <laughs> Kira. Um, Quizlet's, Quizlet's not free anymore. Like, I Is it not? Pay for it. At least oh, for like the more like I guess there are still basic features that are free, but features that used to be mm-hmm. free, are, you now have to pay for. So oh. Anki is just way better. And I'm mm-hmm. trying to make it fun. Like last night I was on TikTok, which I will be deleting soon for the <laughs> like, 30th time. But um, I saw 
that like Anki has, it has like a lot of add-ons and this one I discovered last night, um, you can download it. And then basically once you reviewed a certain number of cards, mm-hmm. um, a little like puppy will show up on your screen, like a photo of a really yeah. cute puppy. And it'll be like, oh, like, great job. You've just reviewed 50 cards. Like, mm-hmm. Keep going. <laughs> so I'm trying to make my mornings fun, I guess, or mm-hmm. as fun as they can be. But mm-hmm. yeah. I am, um, I have kind of maybe two more questions to ask you mm-hmm. and I guess they can kind of um, go hand in hand. Do you think you're, how do you finding like this balance mm-hmm. of kind of, we didn't talk too much about it and obviously I don't want this episode to be like five hours long because I feel like we could genuinely talk about this for five hours, but it's like, how are you achieving maybe that, that social life or not even necessarily social life, but just like your own time with this um, level of practice productivity and this um demand you put on yourself to achieve you know these grades and the schoolwork and the effort that goes into all of it how are you also then letting yourself kind of switch off how are you finding that balance excellent question (laughs) maybe you don't know yet maybe I don't have an answer but I'm curious what yeah what where you stand on it do you block it in your routine um so I don't have it blocked into my routine Mm-hmm. Um, but I do have on my, so I, I have on my corkboard, yes, <laughs> a, a printout that I printed out last night, but mm-hmm. I wrote it a week ago when mm-hmm. I was starting to get stressed about school uh-huh. and on there, um, I list some sort of like health and wellness things that I can do for myself mm-hmm. to just be overall calm. Um, I am a bit of an introvert. So for me personally, um, if I want to maintain my mental health, it's important for me to have times to unwind on my own. Mm -hmm. Um, So like on my list for how to succeed, which is what it's called. um, I have like going for walks if I feel anxious or Mm -hmm. making sure that I'm at least exercising for 30 minutes a day, whether that's like a walk or a run. Mm -hmm. Um, And Oh, I also have meditation, meditate mm-hmm. for five minutes every oh, you morning. Know you know what I have? And I was going to tell you about this. So I'll tell what? you now. I just got a new meditation app. Yeah. Headspace abs- or? No, it's not Headspace. I absolutely love it. It's called, let me just pull it up on my phone. Is it free? Yeah, it is. It's called Insight Timer. And it's like a, the icon's a little white box. And then there's like a brown bowl oh. thing. It's actually really, really nice. It's completely free. I mean, you can get a premium version, but I think it's unnecessary. Like I think all the features that come with the pre are really, the free, sorry, are really nice. Mm -hmm. Um, And you can set little meditation timers and like a little bong will go off. Like it's really nice. I really recommend it. Yeah, I think I'll look into that. Does it have like guided meditations or yes. is it just, yeah? No, it has a bit of both and it has like little stories as well. You can listen to uh-huh. at night and things. Aww, it's cute. cute. It's really nice. That yeah, yeah, I really enjoy it. Yeah. Like I, I feel like I, I use that word meditate and I'm not sure if I should be because like I don't know too much about like the the spirit the culture behind yes. meditation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say like when I meditate I'm doing air quotes Mm -hmm. um I basically just like really try and focus on mindful breathing and stuff and Mm -hmm. sometimes I'll um play like meditation music or Mm -hmm. like binaural beats I don't know if you've heard of that Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. so yeah so like I do that but I'm not sure if I like meditate but I do sometimes listen to guided meditations and I find that's 
helpful. Yeah. But I'll look into that insight timer thing. Yeah, I know. I literally um, just got it like yesterday, even I mm-hmm. think, because I, I, as I said, I think like earlier on in this episode, like I am struggling to fall asleep right now, just because like when you're not doing too much in the day, I have a little bit more kind of almost, I almost have more energy, but also just feel drained in a different way. I don't know. It's kind of, it's mm-hmm. a weird thing to explain, mm-hmm. but I was just struggling falling asleep and I've tried like headspace and calm. And mm-hmm. for some reason, um, I just tried this new one because um, a influencer, a YouTuber I follow recommended it. Mm. And so I thought, I'll give it a try. And yeah, I did one last night and I really enjoyed it. So yeah. Mm. yeah. Oh, I'm going to have to look into that because mm-hmm. yeah, I, I found Headspace was kind of like restrictive. Like they didn't yeah. really have that many options unless you did pre- premium. That's, and I found that with Calm. Yeah, I found that with Calm as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm just disappointing but I should say I should just clarify I do sometimes hang out with people no of course (laughs) of course yeah 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 just like I don't know during the semester I try and do it like honestly okay I'll say I'll just be totally honest here during the semester I probably hang out with someone once every three weeks which is extremely unhealthy but I see like friends at school between classes and we'll chat for like 30 minutes a day so it's not like I don't have social interaction it's just well and everyone gets their energy differently if it feels overwhelming to go out and see people when you don't necessarily need to see people like Mm -hmm. sometimes for me like hanging out with friends like I'm benefiting from that right but if you're not Mm -hmm. benefiting from it it's just if you're just hanging out with someone and the whole time you're stressing out about the fact that you want to be home it's probably not enjoyable for either of you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, totally, yeah. totally. Mm-hmm. Um, someone, someone, like one of my friends recently, or I guess like back in June or something, she called me a seasonal friend. And I think it's really <laughs> accurate. <laughs> Although I'm still in Victoria and she's mm-hmm. still in Victoria, when I'm in school, I'm just, I don't I know love that. Right. that. The word the right word is but I'm just like totally out You're like absent. Contact. well yeah. you can contact me but like I'm not gonna be hanging out with you like three times a week it just yeah. doesn't happen no, um fair but yeah I feel like that 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 term really fits for me seasonal friend I like that one mm-hmm. final question to ask you and I ask all my guests this question Mm-hmm. But I like to always ask my guests um, what they want to be remembered for or what they want to be remembered by. And it can be, mm-hmm. you can take your time to think about it, but um, it can be as big as you want, as small as you want. Um, maybe it's something specific. Maybe it's more of just an energy. Um, but yeah, what's something that like Anna Lawrence wants to be remembered for, or remembered by? I'd want to be remembered as um, like a really warm and, mm-hmm. and caring person um and someone that um although might not have always been there like physically to support them would have always been like available if they needed yeah, yeah, someone yeah. to talk to or bounce an idea off um but yeah I, I don't I know it. that's what I hope people view me as when I leave but yeah I love that I am I'm so looking forward to like staying in touch with you like I feel like everyone's moving around like I definitely just like know in my gut like we're gonna stay friends I don't know why like I just like I feel like we've been able to keep a strong friendship even with you Uh leaving dance and so I look forward to like that connection staying strong and like 
and yeah, over the years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel like we have, I mean, I don't know if people would agree with this particular episode, but I feel like we do often have really interesting conversations and Mm -hmm. sort of like philosophical discussions almost. So I, it's always, yeah, fun talking with you. (laughs) Thank you. Um, and on that note, thank you so much for everyone listening and joining us on in this conversation. I hope you enjoyed uh, listening to me and Anna just talk about some really fun things and Mm -hmm. yeah, I will see you next week, um, on dream space, but yeah, thank you so much, Anna. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Kira. And thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. Bye.